I, I, I feel very humble standing here in this building because I don't know if you know it, I had this chus of being the neighbor of Rashiv Zuchan Rachar of Rav Lichtenstein for 10 years. And um, uh, I think the last time I was here, goodness, was when uh, Avi Schmidman made a bris. That's like a long time ago. That's what it has been years, years, years ago. And uh, just the memory of Lichtenstein for me is a personal thing for me. It's, uh, so you may have known him as a gon, and he was. I mean, that's no joke. But uh, I saw him as a, as a son of a father. I saw his kibbut av. I saw his tefillah. I saw he was a chassid I mean, the man was a... Uh, was a saint. He was a very special person. And I must say the honest truth, the world was richer with him and quite poor without him. There are very few people that I know that embodied that dream, what I call the Rambam man. Man which is broad and deep and has the total picture. And very rarely do you meet a, man, a person which had that mitabo oritz ad kisei al as Lashonai Rambam and Yisraeli Yatayr is. And uh, it is an honor, honestly, to be here. I feel very humbled. That's the honest truth. Uh, I don't know. People are young here. Many of you who didn't know Baron uh, should know this is not a simple place to be. You have an achrayus to take that tabo oritz at kisya kavod, as one would say, and take that further. And that is that lies on the shoulders of each every one of you. Just is just just opening your remark. I want you to know that. Okay. So I understand the topic today is. Uh, the importance of Torah. Now, the honest truth is, I don't usually stand. You know, you always see me NCS. Why? No, no, I'm not going to. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, in Yiddish, they say, You stand and you speak. You sit and you learn. I hate speaking because public speaking is investing time in a flooded market. There are so many public speakers. There ain't that many learners. That's the honest truth. That's why I, um, since from the beginning of my career, I never, even sure clearly that I used to say in Canby Avenue, I said it sitting down. I really believe that sitting down, the rough sat down. Uh, sitting is a different way, but what can I do? This is covered at Seber, so I'm going to have to stand. So you're rutsing that I'm sitting. Okay, let's call it that way. In my mind said I want to learn something here and not just... Um, um, pontificate or anything like that. I first like to start with the uh, with an important idea. Look, we live in a where you're here. We're learning. Thank God. And your obvious question is that you're here for whatever time you're here. How long you should be here for this? How long? You know, you're stuck here. It's a pretty good rut to be in. Uh, but at the end of the day, most of us come here for a limited amount of time, and then we go on further and we go into our multidisciplinary lives. Hopefully you'll go to a, uh, wherever you're going to be, okay? But you are going to have to uh, learn how to uh, balance your values of whatever you're doing, plus limit a turban, and you have to find its right proportion, its right place. And that is not an easy task. It's quite easy, I hate to say it, to, uh, to stop the world, to get off and uh, just learn all day, but that's not exactly what uh, God meant for it to be. We um, were in the mid for 40 years, and we ate manna from heaven and had Mebe'er. But afterwards, we left the Midbar and we became farmer warriors. And that was the Surah of Kval Yisrael going on from then on and further. 
the farmer warrior is the surah, that's the image of the Jew. Going further and further, those who learn Rambam will appreciate this in a broader way, in a deeper way, but this is the way it is. And one has to know how to juggle these values. And if yes, once we know there's a juggling of the values, why is it true? So I do want to start with a Gemara, which is, I somehow find it's a bit lonely and misunderstood. Very famous Gemara, you have it in front of you, the Gemara is in Brachis, Daflam at Haim at Beis. Gemara there discusses Tanura Banan, we're talking about the last two lines before it widens out. Tanura Banan, the fish in Torah Yoshua. That this Sefer Torah will never leave your mouth, so to speak. You will be constantly busy and engaged in studying and learning it. Obviously, this is different Kabbalah. Different Kabbalah means it's different Navi Rashi. And Tainus explained that different Kabbalah means something which God actually said through prophetic vision and said, told to command. As opposed to Nevuot, which are Lavdafka, told to command. But the Nevuot, which was said to command, Rashi and Tainus points out that's called Divrei Kabbalah. And we obviously know the Divrei Torah, the Divrei Kabbalah, loyal finan. We don't learn Dinim Daraisa from a Divrei Kabbalah. Say Gemara, you learn Babakama. Oh, Tuster, Beis Amid Beis, that everyone knows. Okay, that's when you're still fresh. It's Elul. So obviously you know that the Gemara says basically, but Gilu Milsa we learn. To define a basic uh, term, we learn a, a biblical term as a legal dictionary, the Divrei Kabbalah is there. More so those who are a bit more attuned and know, a bit more know it also broadens out the scope of, uh, of a known uh, Dindar Raisa. If there's a Dindar Raisa of Ishinantam, Bechula, you're supposed to learn Torah here, the scope of that is somehow explained through the Divrei Kabbalah, and that is possible example for that would be, once again, um, just as there's a Dindar Raisa in Shabbos of Zohar B'Shamar, we know that basically Yeshayahu broadened out that scope with saying the idea of Kovach Shabbos and Oynik Shabbos are extensions of broadening out the scope of Zohar B'Shamar. These are things which are not a Chiddush, it's quite known. The cloud is the Divrei Kabbalah broaden out the scope of things and also define things. Thus, when the Gemara brings this passage, what she's really doing is defining what are the, the, the broadening out the scope of the Chiv of Tamatari de Raisa, Vishinanton, Vanecha, Vidibat, the bomb. What is the scope? The scope is Loya Musefatar Zamipicha. Yechol, Dragin Should we take this literally? That means to say you must constantly learn 24 7. Well, obviously, yeah, 24 7. Is the Ikachiv Tamud Lomar? This is why the Pasik comes to teach you. The Pasik says, Yes, that you're supposed to, um, uh, we expect you to go work in the fields. We expect you to harvest that which, you, which grows, we expect you to till, to irrigate, etc. Do all the work Shibasada. Koytzeb is Mansira, Zareh is Manzria, etc., and all these supposed things. So the question is, how do we juggle between these two things? And the Gemara says, Hanheg Bahen Min Ertz. Which means what? Rashi says, if you look at Hanheg Bahen, Im Divrei Torah. You must use, add together with the Divrei, in the Divrei Torah, in, be very specific, within the Divrei Torah, there should be a behavior pattern 
of Dercherts. Hanheg Bahen Minig Dercherts, those different Torah should have within it a Hanhaga of Dercherts equals of Asaftad Gonechatsurashkevitsarecha. Pointing out that we don't look at these things as two separate opposing values with Nebuch Esedecha Loisis or something like that, rather, no. The only reason we're allowed to do these things or the perfect way we should do these things is by seeing them merging into one beautiful rainbow. <coughs> now how is it, how does one fit with the other? And Rashi continues and says, Minag derech eretz she'im tavol lidei tzorech habriot for if you will not have an orderly parnasa, you won't have an orderly livelihood and you will be needing to panhandle, if we may say ask funds from other people, and ultimately you'll be batel, you will waste time, you won't be able to learn appropriately. But Rashi is teaching you here, Pshatim the Gemara, that we talk about merging the values of Derech Eretz and of Tyre, we do not see them as two different things. The whole matir of Derech Eretz is because that is the kiyum of a leyamush sefer zemipicha. How do you fulfill the pasuk of leyamush sefer zemipicha? That you will constantly be able to learn. Yes, if you will not be nitzach alabrios, if you will have an orderly parnasa, therefore, mamele, you will be able to learn as much as possible. As Rashi says, I haven't found a rishon arguing with him, and we take for granted that that's the chur mainstream. This is what we have in front of us. This is Rabbi Shdiver, Rabbi Shmuel. This is Rabbi Shmuel's view. Rabbi Shmuel basically said that the Pasuk is nothing more than a hashlama, a fulfillment, allowing the fulfillment of the Pasuk of Lo Yom And when you are Isaac and Derecheretz, you must understand what the purpose of it is. The purpose of it is a tzura of a kiyum of a yom sefer terzamipicha. That's the matter. That's the tzura, the way it's supposed to be done. This is Taker Bishmol Shita Menachas. We all know that he was asked, when do we learn Chachma Yavanis? He's very big machmer. We don't pass on him, I hope. <laughs> if not, I definitely transgressed him. <laughs> he said, Bisman Shilo Yambolo. Thank God, do me a favor. Rabbi Shemal really holds that you have to learn Torah 24-7. And yet this is the man that says, This is not a stira. Adrab, it's very simple. Whatever is needed for you to be able to live, I would say, a normal, balanced, financial, emotional life. I'm going to add things here without going into the broad picture of it. That is a kiyum of the Yom Mushtefer Tezah for me, that may be reading a lot of books. For someone else, it may be a golf game. It may be. If that's what he needs for mental release and psychological development, yeah, it's part of the deal. Me, I like reading. Other people do other things. Okay? Whatever is needed, the question is not what you're doing, but why are you doing it, and around what is the central point, the focal point of your life. And the focal point of your life is the Yamush Sefer Zemipicha. Period. Hanig Bahim Minig Derecher. So Rashi tells us the Tzarech of Parnasa, which is Vasafta Gonechatsi Roshka Vitzarecha. 
I don't think I have to start explaining because this would take me endless time. Sources. It's a biyasibakutcha. Excuse me if I may say it simple as day. That would include anything which would create a balanced reality allowing me to learn. I'm honestly, if I were mentally depressed and a sad soul, I wouldn't understand the Taishvis. I need our Chavas Hadas to understand the Taishvis. Goodness sakes, the Nevi'im needed music to be misnabe. Yitzhak Avinu needed a steak dinner. Excuse me, he needed a uh, <laughs> lamb dinner. Okay, he liked lamb. Okay. He wanted a lamb dinner. I hope he didn't want curry. Okay? But that's basically what it was. Each person at the Ramban says this. You need different things to give you menuchas ha-nefesh, ha-chavas ha-das, to be able to understand what you're doing. So there's no question. All of this is included in la-yamush sefer I say this. It's very important to understand. This is a chumrah and a kula. On one hand, it means to say, well, whatever it takes... It's not Esedech It's part of Kiyom Tamatera. The Chumrah is, if it's part of Kiyom Tamatera, that means every minute you're not busy, that's what you should be doing. It means in principle, the Amitzvah is 24-7. That's what it is. L'yamash kipshutai. Dvoyim kiksavam. The Chiddush is, yeah, but to be mekayim, that you need so many things in life. And that's Rabbi Shmuel. Some of the mills said those who open up Rambam with greatest respect to certain Achrayim, that's the Allah. Now there's another approach I'd like to take it because simply because I know that this has been explained in different ways, I'd like to read the Gemara a step further. The Gemara continues and said, Reb Shimon ben Yochai Oimer, Efshar Adam Choresh Bishat Charisha, Vizorea Bishat Zriya, very busy. When you're working on a farm, it's a lot, a lot of work. Can someone translate those last three words? It doesn't say what's going to happen with your learning. What's going to happen to the Torah? What's the question? What's going to happen to the Torah? What do you mean what's going to happen to the Torah? Going to stay in the Arnakaidish. Torah Mateha Lea, what's he asking? What's the problem? I, what do you want? Is this a steerer to Rabbi Shmuel? No. He doesn't say, How are you, Mekayim, Lo Yomush Sefer, Terz, and Epicha? That's not what he's saying. He's asking an independent question. Torah Matehe Alea. If you open up your Taisus, Rabbi Yehuda Mishir Leon, he points out distinctly, he's not talking about the mitzvah of Limud Atayra. He's not talking about the Isra of Bittal Taira. Because that actually, Shimon Yechoi is the big maker. He actually believes that you do Parsha Achas Shachris and Parsha Achas Arvis, not bad, wake up in the morning, say Kriyashma Shachris, say Kriyashma Arvis, you did well. The question wasn't your Kiyomatayra. The question was, but that's not the Surah Tayra. What's going to happen to the Tayra? Tayra is Arukami, Arukami Yam, Arukami Eretz Mida. It is so big, it is so deep. Who's going to know it? 
if this is what the Pasuk is talking about, the people are going to be farmer warriors the whole time, where will there be true scholarship of that degree? Where will that happen? I repeat again, the Lush and the Marim Yisraelion, it is Torah B'Shleimuta. You're a little Torah, you're taken care of. You're Bishmo, you did well. Very nice. It goes well for most people. But what's going to happen to Vos Vedzayin with the Torah? What can I tell you? And this I should say the Torah. What's going to happen to the Torah? Who's me, Yeredeya, me, Yavishmua? Who's going to answer the questions? Who's going to know this and that? That's the serious question. And that he says, therefore he interprets the Psukim differently. And he's talking about an ideal reality. People are Taishvis, right? Sadikim Gimurim. Lashana Taishvis. Like Shimon Bayuchoy and his son, which were Teirasam Umanasan, those people, Kaddish Baruch Hu says, you know what, you're such a special person, God will take care of you. If you're willing to live in sand, or you're willing to have only, you know, I can say, it's Chavuvim, I still remember the child, and Tubishvat, they used to give us Chavuvim in back in Chicago. I says, God, that's what Israelis eat. I didn't want to come here. Did you ever taste it? Then I came to this country. I realized what they gave us in school was Michael Bahama here. You know, who eats this stuff? And I'll forget. Like, it's Chavuvim. I was supposed to bring Kibbutz of Eretz Yisrael, and for me, I had a terrible reaction to it. Do you, do you, do you, maybe you don't have it anymore. I used to remember. Boxer, they called it. Oh, it was terrible. It tastes like straw. <laughs> Honestly. But, uh, but he, that's what he ate. <laughs> Can you imagine? Poor Shema Yochai. He'll live in sand, because he was in sand until his neck the whole time, if you read your Gemara. And, uh, and he ate cherubs and water. He didn't even have sweat, so at least a single malt. Garnished. And nothing. Well, he was to Rasa Umnasa, right? So Kadishbach was Madlin Parnasa. Didn't have to do too much work to get him Parnasa, you know, big deal. Hab Harufi, Shabbos Kipshutai, that's all he wanted. Okay? So that's a very special person. That's a Tzadik Gomer, as Tysus points out. But the person who is not a Tzadik Gomer, should I give the list? Maybe sure, which is a charcoal burner. Whether there's, you know, Yechen Hasandler, whether Yeshevim Hasoifer, should I go on to Noim and Amram? They were Tysus calls not Tzadikim Gimur. Nice list. They're the people which Rabbi Shimon agrees that Rabbi Shmuel is right. Very nice. So what is Rabbi Shimon actually said? All them, they're the regular people. And they're supposed to be farmer warriors. And for that, you have a question. And that's the kiyum of Layamu Sefer Terzemipicha. Wow, if you're Terasa Yumnasi today, in this country they use that word so freely that it frightens me. It meant, that's all we know in the Gemara that got there. Oh, those type of people. Very, that was, oh, Tyre Matiyalea. Yeah, we have a Rip Shimon Rebbe out there. There are people. And then, the Taka says, you know what? 
This is the Gemara. I say this because there is no machlaikis between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Yishen and Rabbi Shem If you read the Gemara carefully, there's no argument. They talk of different things. Rabbi Shmuel explains the psukim for the regular world around us. Rabbi Shem says, correct, but if that's all the Pasuk means, for goodness sakes, what's going to happen to the Torah? I need someone which is bigger and broader than that. And the answer is yes, there are people like that too. But it points out those are the people with Terasu Umnasam, which Taishus called Sadiq and Gemurim, for goodness sakes. So the Gemara says, Yeah, you know the way it is, many people think that Sadiq and Gemurim. They also convince themselves that they're pregnant. They're not. You convince yourself you're a Tzadik Gama. You're not. It won't work. It does not work unless you're really there. You can't convince yourself. You can't write, you know, abbreviations before your name and after your name and get an applause from a bunch of foxes of Shimshin. That doesn't do it. Are you really there? Well, I got news for you. You'd be sure it wasn't there. You know, I hate to say it. Hillel wasn't there. Nabuch. He had to work. He was a malachit ancient. You know, we were pretty nice people that weren't there. Kind's fine. We're doing well. But you know, as a typically, the smaller you are, the bigger you are. The smaller you have scope, you think, wow, you're so special. And then you actually think that you're there. <coughs> Sigmar tells you, do me a favor, get off your hobby horse and be realistic and build your life around a reality which makes sense. It's a very, very important Gemara. It's a very, very sobering Gemara. A lot of people tried seen it in my lifetime already. Yeah. You think God is going to help you? I remember a story. They say about the Nitziv. The Nitziv, his father was a banker. And his dad wanted him to go to Yeshiva for a few years and join the family business. Well, he was a big masmid. He got married very young, at the age of 16, if I'm not mistaken, or 17, something like that. And uh, <laughs> he stayed. He did what we call shifty. He stayed there. And then once we remarked, you know what's going to happen? I'm coming to Bethany Shalmala. And if I would have listened to my daddy, he says, I would have gone into the bank. I would have got up and said, no, Herr Schlaitz, for Yehuda, whatever you've done, he says, well, I this merger, that merger, this is... What about the Hamik Dover that was supposed to be written? What about the Hamik Shiva that was supposed to be written? What about the Meshiv Dover that was supposed to be written? Because I actually could have done more. So I once heard from Rishabar Soloveitchik, the son of the Briskerov, Rishabar said there's also people of the opposite. They have dreams of grandeur. And they come to Beth and Shemal and say, what did you do with your life? Oh, I wrote this book. I wrote that book. And the Kosh book says, yeah, but what about the mergers? What about the business deals? You're supposed to do that. You men have to be wise and understand. What are you holding? It's very subjective, but demands intellectual honesty. A very hard thing to have.
but that does demand that. Man has to know, Mata, Mayachotacha, where can you contribute more? Your life is not for self-fulfillment, it's for Kfait Shemayim. Where is the covered Shemayim in your life? Where will you lead to? Will you be a lawyer, a doctor? Or maybe I should fall in the right eye fell in and be a Torah teacher. Not supposed to be it. I got no complaints. My mom, my husband, was angry at me. I was telling him mentally, you could have been a good lawyer. Well, <laughs> yeah, I could have been a good lawyer. Believe me, I could have been a good lawyer. And that was actually my plan. <laughs> I was on the way to law school. Whatever happened, happened. We're not going into it. I got nipped in the bud, and here I am. Teaching Torah. What is this for so many years? Almost 40. Yeah, no complaints. You know, God takes you to where he takes you. It's clearly, you know, there is Hashgach protest, at least in my life. I don't know about others. Uh, definitely there. And, um, but that's the question which has to be asked. I'm going to be honest about this. Who are you? What are you? What can you contribute more for Kovach Shemayim? That's the question. Is the Kovach Shemayim coming out of you? It's maximized through being like Shemba Yuchoy? You know what? Hill didn't think he was. Rabbi Shur didn't think he was. Rabbi Echnasando didn't think he was. Is it unbelievable? So please look in the mirror and make sure it's not a circus mirror that makes you look better than what you are. And ask yourself those questions and mean it. And that's what you should follow. Not any rabbinic advice, excuse me, but your own consciousness of being true and honest with yourself. That's the beginners. So I say before, yes, no machlaikas. There is no machlaikas. There's one day here. And the day is, yes, we are demanded to learn Torah 24-7. But whatever we do in life will facilitate that, enhance that, Make us balanced people which will allow us to have our Kavas Adas and Manukas and Nefesh and to be Marbi Kavad Shemaim ultimately through learning Torah. La Yamush Sefer Terezer and Picha is Pshipshutai. The Napkamin is Hanig Ben Minig Derech Eretz. Yes, to allow that to happen, you actually have to be down on this earth too, which means Parnasa, which means whatever it means to each and every one of us. And we're different. I have my avenues through which I breathe relax enhance there are multiple things I think today that if I wouldn't have read them seen them, heard them it would be totally a different person standing in front of you today and it's only I'm not, this is not the place where I will discuss this let's just put it mildly I grew up in the 60's so many things you saw heard Experience? No. <laughs> You're going to put it on your site, and then I'm really going to... No one's going to fire me anymore, but so who cares? <laughs> Whatever it is, you know, let's see. We saw, heard, experienced, different experiences than you would even dream about today. Let's leave it at that. It's no question that all that formed. Example, I'll talk about myself. My capabilities of interacting with you today. May spoke about old people who still talk with the youth. The 60s. Woodstock. You know what I mean? And Dylan, and I don't mean Dylan Thomas. They wouldn't know who Dylan Thomas is. That's the problem. 
that's your problem. You don't know what the old times is. It's only a joke for people who have with that. But you understand, that's really what we're looking at. There's no question that it all starts at one place. Is your focal point My daddy always used to tell me, you know, there's so many worlds to live in. You know the world you should live in? He said, just open up a Maram. Maram many times starts, Makshin Ha'olam. The world asks, what world asks that? So my dad says, well, that's the world you should be living in. The world would ask those questions. The world which doesn't sleep at night because of a Taisvist. The world which won't do well because it's choking from a Rambam. The world which finds its identity in Torah. That's the world. We're supposed to be living. That's the world of Why? Why is it so important? So I can be a good Litvak and say, you know, why as a state? Torah says so. But you know what? The Rambam always tells us that it's roy, it's worthy to find subjective reasons for mitzvahs. Rambam we have to find subjective reasons for mitzvahs, which may not be the objective reason, but it's worthy to find subjective reasons. Ram says that also in the Yad, also in the Meirah. Ramban agrees with this in the famous Ramban and Kan Sipur. There is worth, it's a worthy idea to find subjective reasons for mitzvahs. Kifi So I'm going to tell you my take on this Kifi you know, um, the Shailin Rishonim, whether women which are not mitzuva in a mitzvah saseisha as mangrama, whether if they do it, they make a bracha. Famous Taisus in Kedushin. The Maish, the Bechaber Paskins, that women do not make a bracha on the mitzvah say that they're patra. Yet the Mechaber says that women do make a birchas ha A very famous question. Ooh, it's got a beard like, a, you know, like every John Doe on Shlishavot talks about it. Okay, me, this is the topic in Nishmat. Okay, so you understand? Okay. Lemaisa, what's the answer? Lemaisa, it's a grub. It's a grub. And the answer is quite simple because women are mitzvah and limit May not, maybe not from the Pasuk, but there are other Mechaivim of Limit Atayra. And those Mechaivim of Limit Atayra is something we all share as Jews. And personally, that is my unique attachment to centrality of Torah. There is a mitzvah basically to know God Rama writes it in the first and say for our mitzvah is the first mitzvah. The mitzvah is not to believe blindly, but to actually to take a belief and internalize it to make it a vivid reality. It's called Yadiyah. If you'll see the different translations found of say for our mitzvah, specifically that of Reb Chaim Eller, which he translates the word in Arabic exactly, there's no mitzvah emuna in Ramba. The mitzvah is Yadiyah, both in say for our mitzvah and in the Yad. The people who thought there was a steerer, this did not have a good translation of the Arabic. After we already have the Sefer of Mitzvah of Chaim Heller, and after it was used over to the Madura Frankel, 
So in case you don't know, you should know it's clear as day the mitzvah is Yediyah. What does Yediyah mean? Yediyah does not mean specifically having a philosophical understanding, which is very important. Yediyah means literally to internalize something till it becomes vivid and real for you. If Chachma, we have it in this week's parsha by Betalel, Chachma is that which you take knowledge from other people. Bina is that which you understand and therefore give it broadness and scope. Yediyah is where it becomes internalized and vivid and real, connected. If I may make a comment, you know, years ago there was a movie by Steven Spielberg called E.T. You wouldn't know you're too young. Okay, so E.T. was an interesting character. Okay. This creature coming from outer space, which had this big blown up hat, head, thin razor, thin um, neck, and a very small body. It was all over the town, the pictures of E.T. When I saw that first time, I said, wow, that's what I look like. A blown up head full of God knowledge, but such a razor thin neck that nothing's coming down and becoming vivid and real, and I can't translate my cerebral intelligence into emotional intelligence. We're all a bunch of ETs. And the mitzvah according to Ramam is to walk away from that and broaden out our necks. That our cerebral intelligence should become emotional intelligence, ultimately the way we perceive things and how we naturally react to them. And Torah becomes not just a, um, a list of laws, which is quite, sometimes can be boring. At the best, a lawyer's religion, do and not do. But actually becomes a value system through which the paradigm to which I experience reality, and therefore I naturally react through that vision. We here today in the modern world are challenged by multiple things when we do with our religion. Because it stands in total polar opposite of our cultural reality. Not here also Lisvadis Barabim, but let's just put it mildly. There are multiple things in religion which challenge us. For me, Purim is a very hard yom to can't understand why people would hate anybody, let alone some Nubian tribe that lived a few thousand years ago, which attacked my forefathers way back then. I'm an Ashkenazi. God knows who they attacked. And the Rambam says I'm supposed to hate them, right? Not just the Rambam. Not Both in Yad and Sefer our mitzvahs. Has anybody here hated Amalek lately? I find it very hard to believe that you did so you may have heard Kriyas Parshas Amalek in seven languages. You know, Ashkenazid, Sephardit, Marakite, I don't know whatever they do here. But the one thing you weren't Makayim, the Ikadin Deraisa, according to Rambam. Did you walk out hating anybody? You did Ka'in, Zeichelukhurbim. That which doesn't allow me, because I live on another planet, to what the Torah is expecting. I do live in another planet. I also find it very hard. I'm quite happy there's no Ben Sarah I'm actually learning that now. Quite actually happy, <laughs> you know. Oh God, Irani Dachas, give me a break. And that's this, you know, I was so happy when they said Lahir Nivra. 
But then the Samaritan says, no, I was at the mound. Sorry, it happened. Pretty rough. I'm quite happy that Abba Mises Butler, just the thought of throwing a person on a few stories and stoning him with stones, or, you know, of two people putting a scarf around someone's necks and running in opposite directions is not exactly fit with my cultural um, self. Honestly, animal sacrifices are problematic. I mean, the way this, there's a whole list I can do more. I almost say, thank God, there's only Pezai and Mitzvah's Matziot, according to Ramam said for our Mitzvah's. All the rest are, we don't have anymore. Phew! If there were 613, wouldn't know what to do with myself. To me, bluntly, in other words, Torah has not internalized into my persona. And I stand at odds with it. Now, I don't, I'm orthodox. I am. I'm profoundly orthodox and not just orthopraxic. I try to be orthodox. Uh, I mean, you know, I try to learn and think like a religious person, not, not just practice. But at the end of the day, there's an issue. There's a tension. Definitely tension there. How do I change that tension? Well, the Ram says, first of all, get to know God. How do you get to know God? The Ram writes and says, for our mitzvahs, you know how to get to know God? Oh, there's another mitzvah before we go. Love God. Now, how am I supposed to love Him? Did anybody love God? Maybe you have to redefine love. Well, thank God for Rambam. That's all I can say. Rambam says, a perpetual quest for proximity by constantly wanting to learn more about Him. So if you're thirsty for learning more about Him, that's the act of love. I just touch you off the hook. If you're dying to learn more, to do that and know more about Him, when you learn about Bakama, you're Mekai Mitzvah Sa'afis Hashem. You'll also be Mekai Mitzvah Yidiyas Hashem. Because you know what you do when you're learning Torah? You finish all of Baba Kama, Baba Mitzvah, Baba Basha, deeply, broad-scoped, within depth. You analyze the halachic um, formulations. And you get to what we would call meta-halachic formulations. The world isn't small. It's each component ultimately leads to a broad understanding. One who walks out of Baba Basra doesn't understand the appreciation, the value of privacy, neighborhood, rights, monetary rights. Didn't learn Baba Basra. Learned a bunch of laws. One who learns Baba Metzia doesn't hop the intricacy of the relationships of Ben Adam Lechaveiroi. He didn't learn Baba Metzia. When we learn the Bavis, we basically learn the laws which govern our interaction between Ben Odom Lechavera. And the Ramban writes in Veschanon, um, that's not enough. Now distill that. Distill all those ideas. Look for the philosophical underpinnings and create a value system. That value system is what God wants you to get to. It's called Vasisa. Do that which is right, that which is good in the eyes of God, not in the eyes of Western society, but what is the moral code we have 
the Vyalachta Bidrachov, the Ramban says, yes, that's Vasisas, Ayoshev, Asatayf. Ramban says, yes, you learn the Pratim, distill them, ultimately you get to the Klal, that's the Lush on the Ramban. Same thing applies for how we interact, not just between people, but with ourselves. Ramban says in Vayikra, and the Pasif Kedashim Tiyu, the same idea, he refers to it. He says, yes, you know what, learn Tyrus. And try to understand the values behind it. It's so interesting that he brings one idea. God is obviously obsessed with personal hygiene. Can you imagine, understand that it's important for the goof to be nucky, brush your teeth, comb your hair, and that's a kiyam din of kedoshim to you. That's frightening. Talking softly. Not screaming in the street, hey, what were the scores like? Being the chubad. I say a language that you want to understand. Aslabotker. Being a Ben Melech. That's Kedoshim Tiyu. Be profound. Kedoshim Tiyu doesn't mean be holy. Holy sounds Christian. It means be profound. It means transcend the mundane and the crash. Be above that. Rabbi describes how you eat in the lunchroom or the restaurant. How many times do you go to a restaurant, especially in New York, where the tables are so close to each other in Manhattan? You know, and you can see people eating their steak and you think it's stuck to their face. Like they're in the plate. Did you ever see that? Mmm. Magushim. Earthy. Ramban says that is a transgression of Seshim to you. Yeah. What do we learn all that? So the Ramban says, well, learn all the halachas that we have there, distill them, find your metalachic principles, attain your philosophical underpinnings, and you will find what transcendency means. And I tell to you, but all Jews, men, women, and children, are commanded in Kedoshim to you. I commanded Vasisa Zayoshes I commanded in Avas Hashem, commanded in Yir Hashem. All that comes from learning Torah. That everyone's commanded in. You can't, you're not expected just to read some book by some Mormon self-help guy that you pick up at wall bombs at the cashiers. And with great respect to different authors which have enhanced my life, but Torah wants you to find those values, first of all, from itself. You may need other disciplines to learn how to appreciate. No question about that. With greatest respect, the Ramchal is very important, but he doesn't talk my language anymore. So whatever discipline you read, ultimately will help you see what the Ramchal meant. Oh, you want to know Ramchal? Read his plays! Read his poetry. Read his letters. Read his books on logic. Read the whole person. Wow! Then you'll understand. Then that book will make sense to you. Otherwise you'll just shuckle over a book that will yo-yo-yo-yo all day and won't be anything there. And I'm sorry. You know, being myopic is nothing I can handle. It doesn't work. 
it becomes very artificial. Yes, all of us, you know why? Because we want to know God. I want to know Him. What can I know about Him? I can know His values. Well, you're going to date one day. Sorry, guys, if you haven't already. <laughs> I mean, seriously. You know what I mean? You know when you date seriously? Okay, you giggle X amount of time with the spaghetti, and you go a little rice ice skating in Rockefeller Center. Very sweet and very cute. You know what really is dating is? Knowing who the person is. What makes her or him tick? Who are you? Who are you for real? You know, it's an unfolding mystery. I still haven't figured it out. But that's the beauty of marriage. But first of all, well, what makes you move? God asked you to date him. Now you date him. Learn him. Maran Shabbos, Anoichi is a Roshet Tevot. Anon Nafshi Yahiv Katap Yahiv. I've written myself in a book and given myself to you. It's unbelievable. The author says, find the author in the book. Anon Nafshi Katap Yahiv. I've written myself in a book and given myself to you. It's frightening. How could you not learn all day? Man of religion which understands that ultimately his, his, his existence very much runs around his relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And everything else is a way of getting there. Man doesn't think, you know, you get to my age, you stop thinking that you're the center of the universe. You suddenly realize that God is. With great respect, when you're young, you think you're a queen, Okay, male a rook, you know, a bishop. Hey, say it, guys. Porn. Porn. Simple as that. Porn. You know why? The older you get, you understand that Kaddish Baruch was playing the game. It's his world. Our job is to understand him. Our job is to understand him, as the Pazik says in Navi Kola Nikar Bishmi. It was for my glory that I've created at all. What does kavod mean? Now, sometimes I think God's obsessed with kavod. Al Obsessed with kavod. He wants a shlishi. She's letting God to a musashtibu. It's worse than that. On Friday we say he's full of gaiva. Hashem malach yeut lavesh. Gaiva, chayla, kavod. He got everything wrong. We need the mashgiach to sell the teacher Musr. You know what covered is? Covered is basically when you realize there's a hierarchical relationship. That's your reaction to it. God does want us to realize this hierarchical relationship. That's what He wants. He wants you to realize that hierarchical relationship. That it all comes from Him. And it's all about him. What do you think Gaiva is? Gaiva means to say a poor person needs other people's affirmation of his ego. Poor man. Poor man. Needs a pat on the back. Clearly a deficiency in self-confidence. Those the people that please want you to clap and say brilliant, nice. Dime a dozen. And it's so funny because people who need that affirmation, the more they ask for it, the least they get it. 
Eventually, God doesn't need it, but he wants it. God doesn't need anything. My mind describes this at length in in the guide. We talk of God doing things. He doesn't do things because he needs to. He doesn't have any psychological deficiency which forces him to do anything. We do. You don't do anything without filling a gap of a certain deficiency. The fact that you're holding your hand this way or that way. I don't know what. Maybe you think you look like Rodin's thinker. I don't know why. You know, I always think guys look like this because the famous picture of the rub like that. You know, what, what are the uh, psychological reasons for people to do things in certain ways? I don't know. They're all definitely psychological hang-ups. And we're filling that gap by doing whatever we're doing. God doesn't have any of that. Maimonides mentions at length. There's a whole chapter of that in the guide. Where he discusses it, no. When we discuss God doing, what we mean to say he is, if he be a human being, I would call him a rachum. If he be a human being, I would call him a chanum. But he isn't. <laughs> he expresses his infinite self in rachamim and chanina. We don't define him. Because a rachum means a person who has a psychological necessity to be a rachum. And a chanun is a person who has a psychological necessity to be a chanun. Very nice, we should develop those psychological necessities. It's a good thing to have. Better than other stuff. But at the end of the day, God doesn't have those deficiencies. He expresses, he, he, he expresses the infinite self in a way that if he'd be a human being, you would call him rachum, chanun, erechapayim, etc., but don't define him. So I say Hashem Malach Yehud Laveish. It's not that he needs it. But that's what he does. So what does he do? He created a world for us to reaffirm his existence. The ultimate way of knowing him, of dating him, is not just by learning the metaphysics. It's by learning that Torah. In depth. And in scope. We're in a perpetual date with God. We should be thirsty to want to get close to Him. Close to God. Uh, you can think of getting close to a guy. He's standing on a nice rooftop, closing your ear, eyes, swooning, doing guitar, singing kumbaya. But then you'll be close to your shoes. Close to God is knowing Him. Close to God is internalizing His value system. Close to God is valachta bidrachav. Close to God is that. Close to God is when you identify yourself totally through his mindset. That's what it's for. So when you open up a Babakama, my friends, break your backs. You better know that, Masechta, by the way. And when I mean no, I don't mean reading and making an art scroll see you. Nice to do, too. You know, it's a mitzvah. I mean, did you ever try, like, Mamish knowing it? Like cracking it. Take your time. I don't care how long it takes. Crack your time. Don't sleep at night. Break your bed. You want to know Baba Kama. Because only after you know the whole Baba Kama can you really understand anything in Baba Kama. At the end, it's truth. Especially Baba Kama, the Mikra. Like, who can learn the first peg without knowing after Masakta? I don't think we can. I mean, until Maruba. Uh, then for that also you can't open your mouth too, you know, a goizel and a goizel. What are supposed to do? That's the way this is. It's like your bumps. It's a, you have to know all that. But not just to read it. Know it. The best you can. But understand that's your life's goal. 
know God through knowing his Chochmah. Know God by knowing it enough to find its values, its philosophical underpinnings, its Erechim, its values. What does God want? What makes him say this? What does this represent? That's when you know God. That's an unbelievable date. Because some people do like speed dating with God. He doesn't want speed dating. He wants an in-depth date, a very focused date. He doesn't want you to giggle over the spaghetti. With, and I think I understand that these kumbayas are important in life. I do. I don't, I don't, I'm a terrible fuck, but uh, I really understand this. But honestly, it's a means towards an end, at the most. The end is put God in your head. Learn this Torah. That's why your chiv is yomush sefer haTorah hazeh an ongoing reality. If you really want to know him, how can you stop? And if you can't stop, there's something wrong, don't you understand? Love is supposed to be an obsession. Language of the Rambam, This must become obsessive. You need to say, okay, I'm going to finish my degrees. I'm going to become a very big Researcher. And I'm going to change the world. I'm going to mamish make a better world through that. Wow. I'm going to better God's world. Now you better be able to find God in that freaking test tube. You have to find it everywhere. But it has to start with, with finding it into your norms, into your values. It has to first start by finding it in yourself. No, the real goal is, can you make yourself not at odds with your religion? Can you internalize those values that all of a sudden all other values are not as important? The ultimate goal is learning Torah. You know when you succeed? When all of a sudden your value system is not at odds with the Allah. Believe me, it's Allah. I'm not a little boy anymore. And I am struggling. It means to say the game is never over. You know when it's over? When the boss says over, when he blows the whistle. Our goal is not to put the flag on the Everest. Our goal is to climb. And wherever we get, that's where we end up putting our flag. And each and every one of you will put your flag somewhere on that mountain. And each person in history puts his flag or her flag on some place in that mountain. And when that flag, mountain becomes full of flags, then the big whistle will blow. Have a good one. Bye. Oh.